This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? I'm, I'm trying to close the door. I know. Um, I got a little bit of a tickle in my throat. Yeah. But don't let me interrupt you uh, closing, closing the, the door. door. Yeah. Uh, uh, good job closing the door, too. Yeah, well, thanks. I've done Multitasker. it uh, a few times. Uh, I bet if I hadn't called attention to it, uh, the listener would have been none the wiser. I know. It seemed like you weren't. And yeah. then, I don't know, a decade and a half of broadcasting experience yep. <laughs> and you still don't know when you shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> that i should close the door yeah. before we start recording yeah uh tim do you uh are you saying you have a tickle in your throat to uh lay the groundwork for another excuse for missing my birthday next year like you did this year tom you had a birthday party mm-hmm. this past weekend yeah I did not attend. You did not. Your wife and child attended. I know. I sent them in my in my place. Your, your son apologized profusely. I know. He's he, like, I am so embarrassed that father isn't here. I know. He's he's he he does a good job covering for me. Yeah. It's gonna be the uh, one of many apologies <laughs> that he'll issue on my behalf. Very good use of apologizing <laughs> for your old man, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't come to my birthday party. Tom, I had a stomach bug. Yeah. Well. The, I had a stomach bug, Tom. The candles melted into the cake. <laughs> we were all waiting for you. I said, no, he he's, he's on his way, everybody. Sure. I'll blow out the candles Even once my Tim wife comes was like, here. No, he's, he's at home. Tom, I had this. Have you had a stomach bug in this way? Like, um, I barfed one time. Okay. And I won't tell you about the other stuff. <laughs> no. But there wasn't even that much of the other stuff. Diarrhea stuff? Yeah, it was mostly. Yeah, I figured that's what the other stuff Yeah, I know, was. I know, but I didn't want to, you know. No, there was uh, stuff coming out of my ears. Well, I just didn't want to. You can say the diarrhea stuff. Everybody knows the stomach bug comes out both ends. <sighs> Tom, I'm trying to have a little class. class. Um, well, maybe but... you should show up for things you, you're invited to. So then. I stopped eating anything or uh-huh. drinking anything, even water. Right. But then my stomach would just hurt. It yeah. was uh, so much pain. It was yeah. sharp pains, like being stabbed Were in the you, stomach. Uh, did you dry heave at all? That's the worst. I did. I did. Yeah. That was the one time I, I, I threw up. So it's I have like, like, I've had, not recently, but uh, I've had stomach bugs where like I I dry heave so hard that it's like I'm gonna eat something just so I don't dry yeah. heave anymore. I know I'm not gonna be able to keep it down. Nah, it wasn't even that. It was just that like I did I did not want for mm-hmm. food or water. I was like, you know what? I can take a few days off ingesting anything. Yeah, that's what I did. But then I just sat there on the couch going, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> my tummy hurts. Yeah. So I don't want to go to the party. You two go. Tom, there were two birthday parties I was supposed to go to. I didn't yeah. go to either of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the other one was uh, like for a baby. So that would yeah. Been. But I'm not a baby. I have a robust immune system. You could have come. 
I know, but you had you invited so many babies to your birthday party. Babies yeah. you didn't even know. I didn't even know you knew that many babies. Yeah, some didn't even come with their parents, which yeah. I was actually honestly a little bit uh, mad about. Because, uh, you know, then I, I, was, I was tasked to watch your child at one point. What? Yeah. Well, now I didn't know about this. <laughs> uh, I had to talk to my wife. <laughs> well... I think it was uh, your wife just, uh, I think, desperately like needed to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. And uh, me and your boy were reading a book together, huh. uh, Penthouse, Penthouse Magazine, yeah. an old one. <laughs> back hey, before you got you to expose him to the classics. before they got woke. And uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to know what your assessment <laughs> of a woke penthouse is. Uh, but uh, he he was like pretty engrossed in it. So yeah, of uh, course. So your wife was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna be right back. You just stay here with Mister Tom." And immediately he was like, "No." Oh really? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't having it. Yeah. Uh, no. And uh, he he went with her, <laughs> and then I just had to read uh, that that old issue of Penthouse all by myself. That's your plan all it was along, em- wasn't it? It was embarrassing. It's my birthday, and here I am reading alone. Uh, how are you doing this week? Uh, uh, turning good. the big five zero. Turn. I'm not turning fifty. Not yet. Forty. Not too far off. I know, but let's relax. We just can still do this when we're fifty. No, right? I don't. I mean, I don't think we thought we were going to be doing it when we were in our forties. Yeah. So who knows? Might be doing it from beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be spooky, huh? Yeah. Um. Think yeah. of the ratings, Tom. <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't if they were like, "Oh, this is a podcast hosted by ghosts." I'd be like, even if I knew it was real, even if it was real, <laughs> and they proved it, I'd be like, "What is a ghost gonna?" Well, how would you know it was real and they proved it? <laughs> I don't know. What if it's on the news? They were like, "Oh yeah, oh, if it's on the news," and you know, <laughs> yeah, the news confirmed oh, the lighter side. Two ghosts launched a podcast be on today. The spookier side, Tom. Yeah. You know when they do the the segment of the the news where it's the spooky <laughs> the news, spooky news. Yeah. Um, uh, bone chilling uh, uh, news to to chill your spine, and they they uh, bring in a whole bunch of scientists every week to confirm that the yeah. the stuff they're talking about is true. Yeah, what do you? But like, so they got so you know they independently verify this, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and then you listen. What do they go? They just go I mean, what if they're time. talking about like the afterlife? How good could the afterlife be if, uh, if they're doing a podcast? Doing a podcast and transmitting it yeah. here. Ho- hopefully, uh, if uh, if the afterlife and heaven is real, they've had the ability to podcast this whole time right. and have chosen not to because they've had better ways to spend their time. Right. Um, Jamming with uh, Jimi Hendrix and other- Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> yeah, other. Famous dead people. I couldn't think of you a think single of one dead famous musician. dead musician. No. Uh. It's like Eric Clapton. No, he's alive. Yeah, he's barely hanging on though, right? Yeah. His hand's getting slower. <laughs> I know. You didn't think it could get any slower, but... He's got one of the slowest hands now. Yeah. Uh, Tim, this week we're not talking about ghosts. We're not talking about birthdays. We're talking about something, I guess, that's like We're talking about an old English guy, just like uh, Eric Clapton. That's true. Uh, (laughs) An old racist English guy. (laughs) Tim, uh, this week uh, is going to be the the coronation of King Charles III. Right. Formerly, formerly, Prince Prince Charles. Charles. 
the nothing not no you don't you don't get a number uh i don't think princes get numbers i think only kings and queens all right tom uh Mm -hmm. i i think you'll uh forgive me uh for not oh you're not gonna show up to that either i'm not gonna go to the the coronation no i don't i don't know anything about the royal family and you have you are so fascinated by the the royal family you you talk about them all the time you act like i know who these people are i i mean i it's like a morbid curiosity for me because it's such a wacky thing uh that there's still a royal family but also, they don't have power, but they do have power. Yeah, I don't understand the power that they wield. <laughs> yeah. But like, I always—I I mean, I don't understand how anything works over there. Like every mm-hmm. once in a while, they're like, uh, "They've chosen to dissolve the government or something." <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, they could do that. Yeah, the the prime minister decided they don't want to do it anymore, <laughs> so everybody's gonna go home, and then there's gonna be another vote next week. Yeah, and then also like, uh, then something is gonna happen, but first they had to ask the queen if it's okay. And it's like, yeah. wait, oh, the queen gets to choose yeah, something, but and then like, they're it's, like, it's a formality, but, but yeah, but yeah, we still do it. Yeah. Well, now the queen's dead, so I thought maybe they were just going to be like, well, we had a good run with this thing. <laughs> we don't need the the royals anymore. But no, now they got this new guy. Yeah. Yeah. You this would, new guy that uh, everybody just heard of for the first time. You would think that they would say like, all right, you know, we look, none of us knew the queen was going to live that long. But obviously, uh, we're well past the, the point where we need a, a royal family. Right, everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no. I'm sure they would have been like, fine. That Prince uh, Harry, Harry yeah. and Meghan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet they would have been like, yeah, end it. Nah. But still give us the money. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they, because then they would have nothing to like, you know. You got really into that Prince Harry stuff, Tom. I, I was coming over here and you would talk my, you'd be like, oh, I assume no, that you watched five this. of the interviews no, this did week. You, did you hear what he said about his todger this yeah. week? I don't uh, that was in the book. Yeah, it was frozen. Did you read the book? I didn't read the book. Okay, Uh, you don't read books. I I, I prefer not to read books if I can help it. What are are you always saying about people who read books? Nerds, nerds, nerds of losers. Yeah. Um. No, I I just watched the interviews, uh, and and regretted watching the interviews, like the latest round, because I watched the Oprah one. Uh, like a couple of years Sorry, ago, I started talking about this now. Well, and then I, I, I watched this new thing. And it was like, oh, there's nothing new. They, they just stretched this out even longer. Because that's a th- what I was gonna say is they're not like actually railing against the royal family. Like it would be way cooler and way more interesting if they were just like, yeah, the whole thing is, uh, uh, it should bugger off, right. You were making a lewd gesture yeah, with your bugger hand. off. Yeah. Have a wank. Right. <laughs> no, give a wank. It's bollocks I can all give a is. wank. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. A, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying they, they're not really against it. So what I, think, I don't understand, Tom, mm-hmm. is that these publishing companies, yeah. they, get, uh, they pay people. Mm-hmm. a lot of money yeah. like they paid him a lot of money mm-hmm. to write a book sure did but like they were also doing that with like people um in this country yeah the good old United yeah they States also country. pay people to write books in this country but like where it's like oh it's you know somebody who worked for this uh controversial administration and now mm-hmm. it's a tell-all yeah yeah and it's like i don't understand why they pay so much money for tell-all books and then like two days before the book comes out <laughs> they tell there's all, all. <laughs> there's all these articles 
that are like, we read the book. And here's all the good stuff from the book mm-hmm. in bullet point form. So, like, number yeah. one, you don't have to read a whole book. You don't right. have to read a book at all. And also, you don't have to sit through the boring parts. They just bullet point out the, yeah. the and, interesting And you parts. don't have to buy a, uh, a new hardcover book at uh, at full price. Yeah. You know, some of these, like, uh, the Prince Harry book, I'm not sure how much it was, but it's probably, like, around 30 bucks, I'd yeah. imagine. And these poor saps, yeah. they paid Prince Harry mm-hmm. a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And then everybody just uh, went to, I don't know, like vulture.com or something yeah. and saw the bullet points. Yeah, I don't, uh, I've never, I mean, I guess I don't really read like celebrity biographies, autobiographies or, or non-autobiographies, otherwise known as biographies, right. very often. Um, but I've never, yeah, I guess there is something to that where there's enough people that the day before the book comes out, who's buying these books, <laughs> the day before the book comes out, see all these bullet pointed lists and read these articles and think, I get, I guess they think to themselves, wow, if that's what they print in the paper, imagine what's in the book. <laughs> and it's like, no, those are the yeah, most interesting bunch of, like, parts filler of the book. paragraphs between all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Pages and pages of I it. I mean, I, I get it. If you're like a, a fan of, of this person and it's like, oh, I don't care. You know, I already know a lot of this stuff, but I want to read it in that person's own words. Yeah. But when it's like, oh yeah, Kellyanne Conway gets $2.1 yeah. million. It's yeah. just like. Oh, are you a fan of hers? No. Is yeah. you wanna see like is she gonna say something horrible happened? Yeah. And if she does, you'll read about it a week before the book comes yeah. out in some exclusive article. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I guess I don't the, understand the business model, Tom. Yeah. I mean I guess the economics well, I mean the book publishing world is crazy. Like uh you know, they, they often spend lots of money on stuff that they don't get a return on, yeah. but then sometimes they, it, it's like they're, they're spreading their bets. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know what I'd like to be, Tom? What's that? One of the guys that they pay to write one of those books. Yeah. You should, uh, become like a, um, I don't know what, uh, Prince. Yeah. I'd like it's to probably become too a late to become a Prince. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm very persistent. Yeah. They'll be I like mean, Tim, the persistent Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Ever hear of a man who became a prince in his forties? <laughs> just, just by asking a lot. Uh, well, Not I've even be- asking, just expressing a vague interest. Yeah. Well, I've always gotten the impression from you. You've kind of lived your life assuming at some like point a, candle a, ki- in the wind. A, uh, a King Ralph situation will happen I to mean, you. I mean, God willing. <laughs> um. But yeah, so what were we talking about? Oh, tell all books and stuff. And yeah, the Prince Harry, Prince Meghan. But that's how we're talking about. We're talking about his dad, King Charles. So he, he's he been king the whole time, yes. right? Yes, you okay. become- Since the lady when, passed. Yes, Her Royal Highness, Tim. Right. Uh, Not anymore. She's low in the ground. Uh, I think they Six probably- Six feet under. I think they bury queens deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Grave so, robbers. So like a dog doesn't come in and- <laughs> Dog's grave <laughs> Burying robber. a bone and- Yeah. I mean, imagine how embarrassing that would be for the entire country if, uh, you know, well, uh, uh, workers today arrived to discover a dog had dug up the queen and was running mm. around with her bones. I mean, that'd be a fun story. And the lighter <laughs> side. Or that might make the spooky segment on the news, depending yeah, on what, what happens. Have, they might have to cover it twice on the news that way. They just put different music behind it, the same footage. Um, 
But yeah, he as soon as she died, he immediately becomes king because God forbid there there's not a uh, head of the royal family. Yeah, well, what if the prime minister needed to go and uh, ceremonially yeah. get approval for something? Well, that was a, there was a, a new prime minister uh, right before she died. That right. was like one of the the last public photos of the queen was her mm. meeting this new prime. I got minister. some private photos of the queen from after that. <laughs> wow. Tim, it's scandalous. Um, but yeah, so King Prince Charles became King Charles immediately. He could apparently have picked uh, like a different name. It's like when you become the Pope. Right. You can be like, oh, I want to be King Arthur. Right. And maybe you can't be King Arthur. Why not? I, I guess you could be. Um, <laughs> I'm a, is King Arthur real? Uh, there was a, I think there was a okay, King Arthur, but there was, but not like, you know, Knights of the Round Table and all that. Or maybe there was Knights of the Round Table, but not. Was Merlin? There really? was a Merlin, there I'm pretty sure. Merlin. Yeah, but it was like a, it was just like a guy who had a lighter or something. <laughs> Back then. Back then, people couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, so he became, uh, King right away. Uh, King Charles. Uh, do you know who the other uh, King Charles's were? King Charles the first and second. I don't know. This King, is um, King Charles the first. I'd love to go on Jeopardy, and I think my <laughs> knowledge, you know, I think I need to shore up like uh, my world geography a little uh-huh. bit. Um, and I think I could do that. But then they get into all this shit. The, yeah. the monarchs. Well, and same thing with the like Roman and Greek uh, gods. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to get any No, and it's fine. I can avoid those categories just yeah. fine. But then if it's, fi- it's Final Jeopardy, it comes up. Oh, yeah. I'm toast. Yeah. What what happened to King Charles the First? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not how the questions this are This happened to King Charles the yeah. First. I mean, it's pretty broad. <laughs> I could just be like, he ate a meal. He, he was the king at one point. Yeah. Uh, he was executed for treason. Wow. And the monarchy was briefly abolished because of his actions. What year was this? Uh, 1986. <laughs> no, I don't have it written down here. It was a long time ago, though. Uh, his son, Charles II, spent time in exile until the monarchy was restored 11 years later. Okay. Now. How do so you restore pe- a monarchy? Was he working behind the scenes? I don't think so, because he was in exile. There's probably like loyalists, uh, you know, we're like, oh, we need we need to have the king and queen. We need the boy. <laughs> the, the, keep the boy safe in another country till everybody forgets. Um, but yeah, the, those are so pe- some people think like, oh, it's maybe like bad luck to to stay at Charles. But you're 74 years old. You want to change your first name? No, of course not. And now everybody's going to start calling you a different first name and you're constantly not going to pay attention. Yeah. To that. They're going to be like, hey, excuse me. I mean, nobody calls him Charles, right? Uh, aside from close family. Yeah. I don't think anybody calls him Charles. I think it's always uh, his royal highness also, or your, you're your majesty. King, if you're in a room, mm-hmm. every like, yeah, they're going to be talking to you. It's yeah. not like you're at a cocktail party and like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're on the other end of the room and other hey, people are Charles, doing other things. Chuck. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, no, I'll come over to you. Like, no, you need somebody. Everybody who interacts with you is going to be handled. Yeah, 
I'd like to have handlers. You'd like to just never be called over anywhere again. No, I would just like, I would, I think I would enjoy being at a party mm. and being like, uh, Tim, uh, this is Tom Reynolds. Uh, he, uh, you know, yeah, here's a brief biography of him. It was his him. birthday. You missed it last year. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I missed uh, your birthday last year. And I'd be like, wow, he remembered me. Yeah. Wow, he like, is good. I think it would be good to have, I mean, I think maybe I just want to hire a personal assistant. Yeah. Well, that's like kind of what a handler is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure he's got those in just spades. Just parade people up to me. Yeah. Well, yeah and but, everybody's happy to meet me. But he's also- honored to meet me. <laughs> but he's also got to, uh, he's got to like probably talk with a lot of like boring people, you know? Yeah, but like you only then you can just like make a make a gesture to your handler and they're going to have him executed yeah. off with his head. But I think the thing is, like nowadays, these guys, you know, the royal family is not as rich as like, you know, they once were. Right. They want to be richer. So I think, you know, he's probably still doing a lot of like uh uh, glad handing with, uh, you know, like Saudi princes and hedge fund managers and whatever else, uh, to, you Why? know, uh, I mean, stay in their this good is what I don't understand. Why do people this rich need to be richer? Right. Am he's, I right? He's hey, got to make sure that the monarchy is he around. Should flip those jewels. Yeah. I don't know if he can. Some of the jewels, I'm sure he can. Why not? Because I think some belong to the country. And it's like, he can't just, uh, when you're president, the you crown can't jewels. sell the He's Lincoln wearing Memorial. the crown all day, right? He gets a new crown when he's coronated. Yeah. So just, that's his. Yeah. Bring it to a pawn I don't shop, think it's see his. what you can do. I think it's kind of like when you- uh, A high-end pawn when, shop. When you, when you uh, like play sports in high school and they like give you a jersey, a uniform, and it's like, this is yours, but we're going to need it back at the end of the season. Right. I think but it's like, like that. How hard are they going to try to get that back? I think if the king sold his crown, they'd probably drive pretty hard to get it back. What are they going to do? Arrest the king? No, I think they'll- Exi Execute him and exile his son? I think they'll probably go to the pawn shop where he sold it. <laughs> Say, how much did this cost? Did you give the king for this? They'd be like, I gave him 500 bucks. And they'd be like, all right, we're going to give you $500 and we want that back. I'd be like, yeah, give me 600 all right, fine, six hundred. Here you go. Yeah. And then now, everyone now, made get, out. now give me back that five million right. dollar crown. I just feel like you, they own a lot of property. From what I understand, they own a lot of foxes that they could sell. You can't sell a fox over in England. You can if They're you're the all king. Over the place. Who's gonna buy it? Uh, you'd like be the only person outside of the king who owns a fox. Wait. Oh, yeah, the, the king owns all the foxes, right? Yeah. Isn't that the thing? Yes. The queen used to own all the foxes, this is but what now I'm the saying, king owns Tom. all the yeah. foxes. You're telling me, like, like you're telling me a new fact. This is what I've been talking no, about for I, the last five minutes. <laughs> no, you haven't. You haven't talking about the king owning foxes. You talked about his crown. And how he should sell foxes. Yeah, but that would be, if over here they were like, the president owns all the squirrels. Okay, you're still not going to be able to sell a squirrel somewhere. If you're the president, yeah. But who's going to buy it? 
If it comes with a certificate of authenticity. And you can be like, oh, I'm the only other person that owns a squirrel. Yeah, right? So they have to amend all the books, right? Because like, yeah. oh, the president owns all the squirrels. That's in every textbook in America, <laughs> right? And now it's an asterisk. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, Tim owns one. Yeah, the, over the summer, a supplement comes that the teachers have to glue into the textbooks. <laughs> exactly. Nope, there was a like guy. There's the a, AP test. There's another guy who owns one squirrel now. Yeah. Uh, or why, why do they own all the foxes? That's crazy. What if you bring a fox in from another country? I think you're not they allowed just... to. That's a, yeah. yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through customs, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I have a fox here with me that you're not going to try and take it and give it to the king, are you? He's got enough. You have a fox, sir? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and don't worry, I'm going to leave with it. It's not going to stay in England because I know uh, old old what's-his-name will call dibs mm. on it. Do you think that's what it is, just that the queen called dibs on all the foxes? I think so. I think it was else? a time where she could call dibs on things. And yeah. like, all right. <laughs> uh, Tim, King Charles III is 74 years old. Let me just say one thing. Mm-hmm. That King Charles I business yeah. happened in the 1600s. Okay, there. long time ago. Yeah. Hardly anybody remembers it now. I mean, I didn't remember it. Um. So King Charles III, the current King Charles, he's 74 years old, Tim, and he is, in fact, the longest serving heir in British history, which makes sense because yeah, his lady mom was, was the, the longest serving Yeah, they monarch. should have called her the Iron Lady, huh? I bet if they had to do it all over again, they might. Yeah. Yeah, they just might. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tim, do you know what countries he is the king of? Oh, Jesus. Uh, England? Yeah. Scotland? Yes. Um, <laughs> Can you name a country outside the United Kingdom? France. <laughs> that is a country outside the United <laughs> Kingdom. It is not a country where he is considered uh, their king. The countries are Antigua and Barbuda. Uh-huh. Australia, we know that one. The Bahamas, we know that one. Uh, Belize, do we? <laughs> Belize, Canada, we know that. Gr- uh, Grenada, Grenada. Uh, the whole thing off. Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua, Aruba. New-, Papua New Guinea, St. Kitt and Nevis, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Solomon <laughs> Islands, and Tuvula. Tuvulu. Okay. So this is the British Empire. Tuvalu. Okay. And I know Tuvalu, Tim, because that used to be the country where uh, .TV came from. Ah. Yeah. But not anymore? Well, now now it's it's just you can do whatever you want. But it used to be like, no, we can only add countries. And uh, Tuvalu was TV. And I think that was like their like only export was just domain names. Can I ask you something, Tom? Uh-huh. Why did .com become the standard? .net was a joke yeah. compared to .com. <laughs> it was a joke compared to .com. And it's just like, oh, .net. What is this? Uh, oh, it's because we're on the internet. Well, it's it was like, better what? than .biz. Yeah, dot biz had a had a zazz to it though. <laughs> I think just dot com. It was like there's gonna there's gonna have to be one that's the default. Yeah, but why not dot net? Because I the don't internet. know because it's computers. Yeah, but why did we think it was all uh, second rate? Second rate. Yeah. What dot net. Oh, dot net. Just because something had to be. Yeah. Well, dot 
computer? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, oh, dot computer. Dot com, it's short for computers. Yeah, and you type it in the computer. Oh, it mm. makes sense. The net. You don't even need to know what the internet is with dot com. That was their commercials. You don't remember? <laughs> you don't even know what you need to know. Um, nowadays, nowadays it does it like, I don't know, domain names. Are they like a, a thing anybody cares about? Or it's just like, like nobody types anything. Nobody types in URLs anymore. I type in URLs. like an old man. <laughs> nobody types in URLs anymore. They click on links. I mean, uh, social media yeah. disappears, Tom. It the disappears? will be reborn. Yeah, yahoo.com will yeah. be back. Uh, do you remember? I remember like uh, early days of the internet, just going to Yahoo directory, and they had all the websites there you could go to. And then like you'd go to a mall and he'd come back the next day and be like, oh, no new websites. <laughs> well, I guess I'll have to come back tomorrow and see if there's anything new on the Internet. Um, I remember there was a early, like remember when AOL mm-hmm. happened? Yeah. Um, and at first there was no web browser in it. So it's just yeah, like you it was were just, just like, AOL. It was like their, their own thing. stuff. And then they introduced the web browser. Yeah, to it was it. a big deal. I was like, oh, yeah. And then there was this. uh site that had guitar tabs mm-hmm. on it. Nice. And it was like Mike's ultimate guitar site. And I was like, God bless you, Mike. You're gonna <laughs> learn how to play all these you're Nirvana the, songs. You're doing the Lord's work. But every time I had I had it written down mm-hmm. I was like H T T P Is that a colon or a semicolon? And like it was Yeah, because uh, it used to not even do the, that part for you. Yeah. Which is insane. Why didn't they just always have it do that part? I don't for know. You? But I remember like mistyping it five because then there was like tildes in it and stuff. Oh, and yeah. Like, Those kinds of websites. Yeah. It's like ah and yeah. then I, it had to be like uh, slash home.html, <laughs> and you yeah. had to put all that in. Yeah, sometimes it was .htm, sometimes it was .html, yeah. and if you got it wrong... It's... And then I think if you got it wrong, it wouldn't be like, okay, it stays up there in the bar. Like You had to like start typing it from scratch again. Like It like, disappeared. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like, pe- this isn't a website, you silly fool. Uh, Get pe- it, delete this. People nowadays uh, would be surprised to hear how unforgiving the internet used to be. This episode of The Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tim, you ever uh, you ever have something you really need to get off your chest? Constantly, Tom. Constantly? You're yeah. just walking around, you want to tell people you hate them or you love them or you, uh, you know where the treasure is buried. Interesting but... you went negative first, but yeah, no, I, there's I a lot of things. love second, and then the treasure, that's also The positive. treasure is the, is the wild card. We, it could be good or it could be bad. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start affecting us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, as everybody knows, we're, we're big uh, proponents of therapy on this podcast. Love uh, it. Uh, we, we, we think it's... Uh, Something anyone can uh, can benefit from. It's not just uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences or going through a rough patch. Uh, even if you're doing good, maybe you can do better. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CompleteGuide today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash CompleteGuide. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tim, I got some other uh, facts about Prince Charles III. Did here. you get them from Reader's Digest? No. Oh. I got th- well, I got this one from purewow.com. Oh, Presum- you know what, Tim? I hand write it down. Presumably .com, but it might be a .net. I'm not yeah. sure. God forbid it's a .biz. Uh, he is the first heir, or he was, now he's the king. So I guess now he's also the first king, maybe, to uh, earn a, a university degree. Wow. I'm sure he worked very hard for it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, you know, just everybody else is probably like, oh, yeah, we know that I'm a prince or I'm the king. I don't need to do that kind of stuff. Um, at- yeah. What do you think of those classes? Were? You, Tom, you uh, mock Dr. Cosby for getting the, <laughs> the honorary degrees. Do you think uh, <laughs> King Charles? It's literally my only problem with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. You. <laughs> revere the man but it's just like don't call yourself doctor you didn't i mean you know he he was i i'm sure his degree yeah i mean i'm sure he he got uh some like preferential treatment but like i don't know he went to college you yeah, know? I went to college too. I didn't learn I, anything. I know. Well, I'm not saying he learned and they anything didn't make either. Me a fucking king, that's for they sure. They didn't make him the king because he went to college. You're misunderstanding all this stuff. Uh, but get this. This I didn't know about him. This this was during his college days, I presume. At 21 years old, the king traveled to America and met met President Richard Nixon, who introduced the royal to his daughter hoping it would lead lead to marriage wow so he uh yeah well nixon had a plan to get power in another country (laughs) too oh i'll be the king's father-in-law uh yeah that was uh his plan and apparent and i think that comes from uh uh chuck himself that uh that he's said like you know, in, in, uh, I don't think like at the time, but more recent years, like, oh yeah, they, he like tried to set us up, but you know, neither of us were interested. Right. What was Nixon's daughter's deal? I don't know her. Uh, I don't know. She's Nixon's daughter. Okay. That's about all I know about her. Um, the, uh, here's another, if you thought that fact was something, Tim, wait to hear this one. Uh, he has a habit. He plants a lot of trees. You know this? He, yeah, he he's does an like environmentalist. A, he's an environmentalist, which I have something to say about in a minute. But uh, after planting each tree, the proud environmentalist wishes them well by giving each branch a friendly shake or a tap. No, he doesn't. <laughs> each branch? <laughs> That's what I'm like. Maybe a few branches, but every branch? But also, is he planted any trees? 
I don't. I think it's like, you know, there's a mound of dirt. There's already a tree in a hole. And they're like, here, sir. Here's a golden shovel. You shovel one shovel full and we'll say you planted it. But uh, And also I'll touch every branch. And they're like, all right. Tom, I got this, this, <laughs> yeah, and he's there all afternoon touching every single freaking bridge. Yeah. Give, give me a, uh, pitch me I, a Have I touched this one yet? <laughs> yes, sir, uh, you've already touched that one. Um, I got this Reader's Digest <laughs> facts about Prince Charles, and yeah. then they updated it to King Charles once he, once nice. the lady died. Um, one of the, and this is a puff piece, one of them is, he's a workaholic. Yeah. Working on what? <laughs> Um, his, his, uh, various charities and initiatives, Tim. Uh, when he was Prince of Wales, Charles worked seven days a week, generally starting after breakfast and often working past midnight. On what? <laughs> I mean, I also don't understand what anybody did for work before there were computers. Like, I don't understand what somebody did when they like got to work and like, well, here I am at my desk. <laughs> now to write on some papers? That's what Prince Harry says. Uh, he does need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a man who has dinner ridiculously late at night and then goes to his desk later that night and will fall asleep on his notes to the point where he'll wake up with a piece of paper stuck to his face. Wow. No, he doesn't. I mean... They don't let him fall asleep. The second they his, don't let him fall asleep. <laughs> they don't let him fall asleep on the desk. As soon as his eyes start dreaming, they're like, oh, sir. Really quick, get the royal pillow. And then they start the the three-hour process of getting him into his pajamas and like <laughs> raising him. him onto his bed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could see somebody that's in the royal family just kind of like not knowing what to do with themselves other than their quote unquote work. Yeah, but what is he doing? He's probably like he's writing snood. He's writing letters. He's reading letters. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what like actual I mean, same thing where they so uh, have like a big ledger that he's that he's looking at. Yeah, like balancing the books. Like, oh, I don't know. This is gonna be a tough quarter for the royal <laughs> yeah. family. Better uh take this crown over to the pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make sure none of, none of the guys here see me do it or else they're just gonna Yeah, they're gonna go back to the pawn shop again. <laughs> Buy it back for a hundred dollars more. Um, I that's another thing about the royal family where they always talk about like, oh, this person attends like you know five hundred engagements every year as a royal, but they include in that like weddings and stuff. You yeah. know, it's I like wish me going to a wedding was like <laughs> listed as, as, as I, an I could put that on my resume. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure it gets old, but just going to things and then, you know, people come up and they say hi. It is work like it is mentally exhausting, but it's not really like creating something, you know? I mean, I guess it's making those people happy and it's it's helping the royal family like continue to exist, but it's not solving. There's no purpose. Yeah. It's not like, you know, he comes out to some, you know, open up some new facility somewhere, meets a hundred people. And now, oh, that that facility is going to run so much better because King Charles came here to not uh, doing anything with productivity. Yeah. In 
the UK or anywhere, really. Yeah. Wherever the TV nation either. What? The, oh, the, <laughs> t- yeah. Tuvalu. Tuvalu. Uh, Act like oh yeah, I knew I oh, no, I've always I was, known what Tuvalu is. No, when you were when you said the TV nation, I was <laughs> like, what uh, is Tim is Tim talking about? Everything's the Truman Show again. <laughs> so you getting into that? Uh, so yeah, I I I look, I wouldn't want to be a royal, but I also don't think it's that bad of a gig. They yeah. all they all like to cry about how hard it is. I'll tell you this thing. Uh, Tom, I mm-hmm. would like to be a royal. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I mean, you said it earlier. Because it's on the not record. hard. Yeah, you just—I uh, don't know. I didn't watch the interviews or read the book about that boy's Todger, but <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's actual work for like. Well, um, I mean, part of to do whatever you want. Part of the you want. problem uh, is that they specifically him, specifically Charles is apparently like real tight with the media uh, and like all the, the trash, you know, all the uh, tabloids. Yeah. And Reader's Digest, by the way. This and Reader's Digest. Know. Maybe that's why he's, he's busy. He's up every night editing that month's Reader's he's a, Digest. He's a huge fan of leftovers, they say, in Re- Reader's Digest. <laughs> it's like p- piling leftovers into Tupperware seems undeniably unroyal. But King Charles's disdain for food waste trumps any desire for fresher grub. He's not putting it in Tupperware. No. He's never been in a kitchen in his whole life. <laughs> he's never set foot in a kitchen. He has no idea how anything's prepared. I don't know. He's pretty old. And he doesn't finish something, and he's like, oh, this will be leftovers. And then it says later on, it's like, oh, it doesn't they're, go to they're, him. They're, go, they're like, probably like, well, sir, we'll give the rest of this to you know uh, the homeless people outside. No, <laughs> put it in Tupperware. I'll eat it later. <laughs> uh, um. You know, when I was watching some of this uh, stuff, like these Prince Harry things, what I did find very interesting uh, is that he so it seems like, you know, uh, I don't I don't know around what time, but sometime in the past, let's say, uh, okay. you know, a, a bunch of people started questioning the royals and like, why does this still exist? So they kind of needed to like quickly find a purpose. And that's when they like really got into like, we'll be chat. We'll do charity. That will be our thing. We'll go, we'll go to fundraisers. We'll shake hands. We'll go to hospitals. That way everybody will like us. But watching this thing about Charles, uh, it's crazy because you realize that, Oh, he chose environmentalism as his cause because that's the least uh, controversial thing to like rally behind. Right. Because he's not like, I mean, I, I shouldn't maybe put words in his mouth, but like as far as I know, he's not like a big like, oh, we have to like abolish the oil companies. They're the ones who are polluting the environment. Right. He's uh, like, we should plant more trees, which is great. Right. But, you know, and touch every single branch <laughs> obsessively. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's just like uh, it, it seemed custom picked to be something that's as inoffensive as possible. 
you know, that that they aren't like we're going to tackle poverty or we're going to tackle racism. Yeah. No, it's or, just him being like, if you ask me, Earth Day should be every day. Yeah. But but don't ask me about like, you know, uh, policy, uh, or anything. British petroleum yeah. and, and what they're up to. Yeah. I mean, Tom, I will say mm-hmm. he's a proponent of organic eating and organic farming. And he said the very future of humanity may depend to a very large extent on a mainstream transition to a more sustainable farming practices based on organic principles, which he's not wrong, but has he done anything? Uh, He raised cattle, pigs, and sheep using organic farming methods. Again, did did he raise it or did he own the land that somebody else... That counts as raising. I'll tell you what he did for organic stuff, Tim. He is behind the the biggest organic food company in England. Really? This uh, it's called Dutchy. Now it's like part of uh, Waitrose. Okay, you love Waitrose. Who doesn't? You love every single British chain store. I love store. Br- British. You're like oh, supermarkets. I'd lo- I could live in a Boots. Nah, Boots is all right. Boots. I mean, it's like a. It's, you love a Sainsbury's. I love a Sainsbury's. I love a Tesco. Yeah. And I love Tesco. A sounds too much like a gas station. You're thinking of Texco. Texaco. Yeah. Texaco. Uh, yeah, but that's why it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get food from there. No, I love. Yeah, I think probably Tesco is my favorite because they they got a little bit of everything, and they've got big stores, little stores. It's nice. Um, Waitress is a little bougie, Tim. A little upmarket. Yeah. You might see uh, the king himself there. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, strolling the aisles of his crown. It's so bougie, he's <laughs> making the food. Uh, but apparently, in 1990, he started this company. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like run. That's the other weird. Hey, so that's what he's doing. That's the ledger that he has. That, that's some of it, I guess. Um, and, uh, they, they, it, it's very confusing. Cause it's like owned by, maybe now it's owned by waitress. Maybe they sold it, but, it, but it, it was owned by like, you know, the Royal trust. Right. But and I think all the money from that like went to charitable things, like Paul Newman. Yeah, it sounded very Paul Newmany when when I uh, he's read about this it. generation's Paul Newman. <laughs> I mean, I think he's part of maybe the same generation as Paul Newman. Nah, I guess like one behind. Paul Newman was uh, quite a bit older. Uh, that but like listen to this, Tim. This is why here's here I found the uh the relevant uh uh stuff of sentence about this is it was called Duchy. The Duchy Originals Company is named after the Duchy of Cornwall estates that are held in a trust by the Duke of Cornwall, who often holds the title Prince of Wales. What? What does this mean? Are these shell companies? Is this uh, the Panama Papers? What's going on here? Is the royal family just a number of shell companies? (laughs) Uh, I mean, not too far off. Um, Tim, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about his his loves uh the two loves of his life and one he you know didn't even really like all that much right diana <laughs> and uh camilla yeah hey uh who is he uh gonzo because <laughs> gonzo had a chicken named camilla he was in love with yeah um you, do you know you know about the tampon thing yeah tom 
We've talked about the tampon thing. What do you mean we've talked about it? We've talked about it on the show. Oh, God, I'll just live inside your trousers or something. It would be much easier. (laughs) To which she responds, What are you going to turn into, a pair of knickers? Oh, you're going to come back as a pair of knickers. He tells her, Oh, God forbid, tambacks. Just my luck. In fairness, like, when you read the actual transcript, they they were joking around. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, mean, of course. Yeah. Well, it, I... When I watched the sketches about it on Saturday Night Live in <laughs> 1993... The, the, uh, yeah, because the, the tapes were, I think, recorded in 89, but came out in 92. Yeah. I had no idea what any of this meant. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But, I mean, at least over here, I'm sure over there, it was all played as, like, he's a pervert. <laughs> He wants to be a tampon. Right. Uh, and it was like, ah, he's, he's just kind of. They were riffing. They were it was riffing. A bit. Um, the weird thing is, I was like, where, like, how did that even happen? Where'd that phone call come from? So the six minute conversation is said to have been recorded by a scanner user on December 18th, 1989. The phone call was recorded by an amateur radio enthusiast. That's cool. Who claimed he came across the signal accidentally while scanning radio frequencies. There are also reports that, in fact, the conversation was recorded by MI5 and rebroadcasted several times in the hope a scanner user would record it and leak it to the papers. There are also reports that, in fact, 27 other similar tapes exist in the MI5 vaults. So, like, over here, like, in the CIA vaults, we've got, like, uh, alien carcasses and stuff. Yeah. Over there in the MI5 vaults, they've got more tampon tapes. More tampon talk from the king. But I don't understand in the first place how you could pick it up with a radio scanner. I don't either. But, like, stuff was weird back then. It was 1989. It wasn't that long ago. Tom. Guess how old you are. I mean, we were we were both alive, and it's like I, I don't, know, but we're old. But do you remember like your parents ever being like, "Honey, be careful!" An amateur radio enthusiast might be listening to your phone calls. No, but like I'm sure there there were uh, there were always. You things. think it was like a wireless handset, and that's why? Maybe I, yeah. Tom. I don't know the technology. All I know is that like sometimes it'd be like. Uh, the, the, there's crossed wires and like somebody <laughs> called a different number and my phone rang. Yeah, and but I'm you think to this they'd street. be like pretty careful about the, the prints and you think you'd probably be like, I'm going to call the woman I'm having an affair with. Please make sure no amateur <laughs> radio enthusiast can, can get a hold of yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff was different back then. Too. Did you have a cordless phone at your home? Yeah. Growing up? Did you ever pick up other people's calls? I think so. We did. I remember sometimes like picking up to call somebody. I think it was usually that because I'm guessing that's when it would like hop on a channel or whatever. Yeah. And like you would pick up the phone and like start dialing and you would just like hear a conversation already happening. Yeah. So Tom, you're answering your own question here. Oh, I'm just, but it still seems like it'd be tough to get it from that far away. I, yeah. I tend but to also believe- you're saying there is a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah I, that's why I, I tend to believe the conspiracy. Okay. Um, so he married princess Diana. Yes. Who was not a princess previously. She became a pre- princess, but she was marrying. a lady previously. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all know that. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> no, because that's the, other, lady. that's the other thing. There's like still the aristocracy where it's like, okay, the Spencers aren't part of the royal family, but they have titles and they're close to the royal family. Right. Well, that's how they met. They they met. I thought the way that I always thought it worked mm-hmm. with the two of them is that she was uh, like uh, on the street, all dirtied up, and she had like a <laughs> gray uh, like blanket over her head, uh-huh. and she was like, "Oh, it looks so." And then he came by in a stagecoach. Uh huh. I was like, "That's a beautiful woman. I can tell." Yeah. Um, I, despite the the dirty blanket and and the dirty hair, yeah, I see a diamond in the rough. Bring her to the royal bed. Then, and they they uh, took her on a makeover, mm-hmm. and then he's like, ah, and then uh, they got married. Tim, in fact, the first time they met was during a grouse hunt. What is a grouse at Althorpe? The Spencer family home. He was there with her older sister, Sarah, who he dated for a minute. At at their time of meeting, Prince Charles was 29 and Diana was 16. What the? (laughs) Yeah, there's a a decent sized age gap. That was the first time they met. They didn't start dating then. But uh, but I don't don't think it was like that long afterwards. Uh, He they only met. 13 times before they were wed. Right. And he didn't even really want to get married to her. Yeah. According to Reader's Digest. Yeah. Well, so there was this whole thing. Like, he he had an on-again, off-again thing with Camilla. Right. And then he was sent... Uh, like uh, Gonzo. <laughs> like Gonzo. Yeah. Is it on-again, off-again with Gonzo? I mean, I think Camilla... It's hard to know how consensual <laughs> things are with the, the Gonzo Camilla. Yeah, really. Camilla can't talk. Yeah, and like Gonzo purports to like understand. Yeah, it, yeah. but like we, I can't. Yeah, under, we yeah. can't bear about I don't that. know if Kermit and like Fozzie can understand Camilla, chickens, or if yeah. he's just like if they're relying on Gonzo's translation. Man, how come chickens can't talk, but like frogs and bears Tom, and pigs can? You know what? Can. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I guess it's, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess it's not that weird that he's like dating a chicken because, you know, he's, like they're all animals. Yeah. But, but like you said, I'd feel better if she talked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, they got together. Oh, uh, no, what I was talking about him and Camilla, he had to like go off to be in, uh, the army. And she fell in love with some other guy. Yeah. So when he came back, she was, you know, like already married to another dude, but they were friends. Uh, In fact, he's the godfather of her son. And now he's the stepfather and the godfather. But uh, yeah, apparently the the affair started in 1986. Uh, when were uh, Charles and Diana wed? I think 1980, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, I know that they the affair started in 86. That that phone call happened in 89. It was released in 1992, and then in 1992, the two of them got separated. Uh, 
They were married July 29th, 1981. Oh, okay. 750 million people in 74 countries tuned in. Wow. To watch. Uh, and- 750 million people. That's a lot of people. It's more people than there are in America. Yeah. And I sure as hell wasn't watching it. <laughs> you might have been. You don't know. Uh, oh, you weren't alive yet. It was a year before mind. I was born. <laughs> um, uh, in 1994, he was uh, interviewed about it. Uh, and uh, That's he, why those, those tampon sketches on Saturday Night Live were so um, disheartening for me because I had always lived in a world where... Um, Charles and Diana were happily married. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was a horrible way to find out that there was trouble. Um, he was asked, I love this quote. Uh, he, Charles was asked if he was faithful and honorable during his marriage to Diana. He said, yes, absolutely. Until it became irre- 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 irretrievably broken down, us both having tried. So it's basically, yes, I was 100% faithful up until the moment I was not. (laughs) Uh, Although he didn't specifically name Camilla as his lover, he called the other woman, quote, a great friend of mine and someone who, quote, will continue to be a friend for a very long time. And what's amazing about this is she was still married at this point. Right. (laughs) So I'm sure like, and it sounds like their marriage was not going great either. You know, like this wasn't some big surprise. I mean, I would imagine if your wife is cheating on you with the Prince of England, like you're going to notice some things being off. Maybe. What was well, her husband was like a guy, too, right? Yeah, he was some kind of guy. Andrew Parker Bowles. I remember he was like uh, part of those sketches on SNL. Oh, was he? I, was like, I don't know who this guy is either. It's so weird too, like reading about uh reading about both them, like Charles and uh well and Camilla and, and uh Diana. Cause um uh Oh, this guy he dated freaking Princess Anne for several years. In oh the 70s. really? Yeah. Oh, all right. So he was in the mix. All these yeah, people are all in the mix. Swapping yeah. left, right, and center. Um, with the, uh, Diana said the first time she met the Prince of Wales, her first thought was, God, what a sad man. <laughs> he does seem to be, he has like a hangdog face. Yeah. Yeah. He has a sad looking face. Yeah. Uh, but then she also said, uh, you know, obviously she's, uh, uh, not here to defend herself and uh, uh, died tragically and seems like she got screwed on a lot of things. But this, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. She said, we had this ghastly interview the day we announced our engagement. Uh, She said uh, in her book, Diana, in her own words, and this ridiculous reporter said, are you in love? I thought, what a thick question. So I said, yes, of course we are. And Charles turned around and said, whatever love means. And that threw me completely. I thought, what a strange answer. It traumatized me. It's like, but this is the same guy that the first time you met him, you thought, what a sad man. (laughs) Like, it doesn't sound like either of you were into this. No. Uh, but, but, you know, you went through with it because the queen said you both had to, uh, so you did. And, uh, I mean, I guess that's the thing for her. It was basically like, she was like, it sounds like Diana was like, kind of knew what she was signing up for. 
And it kind of like resigned herself to that. Right. But then when he cheated on her, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, you can't go out embarrassing me, like cheating on me. Right. Uh, you Did know. you watch the movie uh, with uh, Twilight Lady? As- yes. She was she was sad herself, right? She she was sad herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of sad people. I mean it's and that's why I think uh, you know, they, you should rethink your your this uh, is goal thing. to become a royal, Tim. I know, and I I feel this way about uh is this just discourse that uh tries to keep all of us in our place where it's <laughs> not like, becoming a royal well it's the royals and then like all the pop culture about the fabulously wealthy uh-huh. and like it's all, all about the like problems they have how sad they are how like uh you know money doesn't solve yeah, yeah. They, have, they have holes in their if souls. I had all that money i'd be fulfilled <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i tend to think i'd be doing pretty well too but i think i'd be like yeah you know well it's it's uh it's it's harder than you think because you don't want to be out there being like i'm rich and guess what it fucking rules it's so much fun it's so much better than even what you imagine i don't think anybody would hear from me i wouldn't have to be like oh i'll go on tv and talk you know like yeah well that's i mean that's the thing there's so many rich people out there and we hear from like such a small yeah. percentage of them. If there I was are rich a... too, I wouldn't be like now to obsessively make more money. <laughs> some some people aren't like that. Some people make a ton of money and then they're like, awesome, I'm going to fuck off and not worry about anything from now on. No windsurfing. Not the royal family. The royal family is like, great, we have a lot of money. We made more money. Now let's also ensure that our family uh, continues for hundreds of years into the future. I stopped listening. <laughs> I was just saying they're they're very yeah. concerned with that kind of stuff too. And apparently I, I think I was starting to say this before that like Charles is very involved with the tabloids. And it's this whole like just the tabloids keep them relevant. And then that keeps them the royal family. And then they're like, oh, we bring in all this tourism money. It's like, do they really? How many people are going over there to see, you know, fucking Windsor Castle? And if there was no more royals, I don't know, I'd still go check out that castle. Yeah, I've they'd probably to, let you in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been to castles where there isn't, uh, you know, currently any king living there. Yeah, and you get to walk around and see everything. So Those if you're suits of armor, yeah, if you're a real, you bring know, bring out uh, the suits of armor. Real fan of the royals, you would hope that they are dismantled so you can go in and check out all their stuff. So Charles. He's going to reign probably not as long as uh, the queen did. Pro- yeah, I don't think he'll reign for 70 years. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he yeah. looks pretty good, I, I guess. Mean, his dad lived to 99 and his mom lived to 95. So I, See, I you mean, know this stuff off the top of your head. I looked it up today. I did research. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, you looked up when they were married while we were recording. It took so long. Like I don't understand. <laughs> you were like typing and looking for a while. What are you talking about? I clicked on one link. Like the, the... and I found this Reader's Digest article. <laughs> <laughs> I cited numerous things from the Reader's Digest. That's article. true. I forgot about the Reader's and Digest. And I told you when Prince uh, Charles the First reigned. 
Yeah, yeah, that's also true. I take it all back to him. You've you've done a fantastic job researching. I'm just saying that his parents were old, so I would not count him out for being king for another 20, yeah. 25 years. Well, maybe he slips on a banana peel. Maybe he slips on a banana peel. I mean, there are rumors that that's how the queen died, but, you know, they bury that kind of stuff so we don't hear about it. Cause, yeah. More uh, than no, six be, feet deep. It would be... <laughs> they they bury that stuff even, that's even the deeper thing. than the, the queen. The dog digs it up and they find the banana peel that oh, felled boy. her. Yeah. Yeah, then all of a sudden... Uh, you got collectors out there. They want to have the banana peel. You got Indiana Jones well, that's trying the, to find that's it. That's what the... It belongs in a museum. Oh, Charles could flip that banana peel. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> All these problems would be over. I don't think you... You, you seem to have a, an idea that uh, King Charles is hard up for money. No, this is what you said. Flip, looking to flip stuff quick. You said that they, they, uh, they don't have as much money as they'd like to. Yeah, so I was just giving him ideas for uh, yeah, things that he could. You're coming hawk. up with small ideas. I think <laughs> the banana peel that killed Queen Elizabeth. I think he's he's looking for Tom, big. That's gonna bring in big bucks. Yeah. Well, he's got the Bin Ladens the, gave him money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's all tied to up. To fly with one him. of the planes? <laughs> to fly? Yeah, and he was like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> now the Bin Ladens are after him. <laughs> hey, give us the money back. Uh, we no, had a deal, Charles. No, the, the not Osama, all the other ones, all right. the quote-unquote good Bin Ladens. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's all like mixed up with uh, with like Saudi money and... You know, stuff that like you you, you don't really want to be involved with. Yeah. Just start um, selling some of the stuff from around the palaces. Get the, out of the look. Who's gonna miss like a suit of armor or a painting? You don't yeah. have to go to these, you know, uh, uh, reprehensible people to try and get their money. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There was something about that that I read about the Saudis and like uh, uh, when they killed that uh, journalist, the the American journalist, yeah. the Washington Post reporter. Uh, I forget. I forget. There was something to do with Prince Charles with it. Where uh, not not with that, but like something. I look. I don't know. Even know why I'm bringing this up because I like so vaguely remember what it was. I should have written it down. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. Uh, you can follow us on the on Instagram at Complete Guide and on Twitter at Complete Guide. <laughs> Wait, no, it's on Instagram, TCGT. On Instagram, it's TC. The, oh, all God the links are on TCGT.com. Oh, God damn it. You can follow me at Tom Reynolds. Yeah, follow me at your pal. And check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide. You get, uh, right now we're reading, it's not TV. It's a, it's an, it's a history of, and future, of HBO. Yeah, so we're real into it after reading a bunch of boring books. You get... Uh, the Bible is boring, Tom. Yeah, the Bible Wuthering was boring. Wuthering Heights is boring. Yeah, Wuther- Wuthering Heights is boring. Uh, you get all those episodes. You get the back episodes. Uh, Patreon.com slash complete guide. This week's episode, uh-huh. we, did not, we did not progress in the book. Personally. Right. Yes. We're going we're still on part one. Yeah. No, we're on part two, but part one was gonna be part one and part two. Yeah, whatever. We're going through all the TV shows this yeah. week. Because we went through the narrative last week. Look, this week I'm just giving people a taste of what's mm-hmm. on the Patreon this week. 
Um, we're about to record the episode <laughs> now. Uh, we're going to go through the, the early HBO episode uh, series mm-hmm. as described in the book. Yeah. Patreon.com. Maybe that's too much information for this guide. plug. <laughs> well, maybe it was just enough to convince somebody <laughs> to sign up. Uh, Tim, we were we were in uh, England during the Queen's funeral. Will we be there during the King's coronation? Yes. <laughs> All right. Wow, it's going to be expensive to buy these tickets. Where last is it minute. Monday? Uh, I yeah, I think it's Monday, the sixth. Right. Um. Well, Monday's the first. <laughs> no, it's Friday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, we got time. Yeah. Oh, it's probably like a bank Friday. Or they probably don't call it a bank Friday. They call it King's Friday or whatever. So that's pretty cool. People probably have a three-day weekend. Yeah. Nice. We should go over there. So we have a three-day weekend. Works for me. Tom, I can't believe. Mm-hmm. I know I've said, I've probably said it a million times on this show. We went to the UK <laughs> to do shows every single year starting in 2011, I think, right? Or uh, 2010, maybe? Yeah, somewhere around there. Maybe 2009 even? I don't know. Um, and every time we're like... I know what's going to happen. The queen's going to die. 2011. It's going to mess with our shows. And every year we were so afraid Every year the queen didn't die. Yeah. And then uh, she died. Yeah. Every year she didn't die. And there she was backstage, the first person to shake our hands when we got off stage. Scantily clad, too. Yeah. We're, you know, waiting waiting in the dressing room. Like, oh, they let me in. I thought I'd take a shower before... uh, I never took a shower before or after any of the shows, even though we had showers available. Yeah, we didn't need to. Sometimes I did. You needed to? Yeah, we get sweaty up there sometimes. Yeah. I mean, normally we, in those in those dressing rooms at, at King's Place, we were scrambling to put together the show. <laughs> and then sometimes we'd be scrambling and you'll be like, you'd be like, I'll be right back. And then you'd disappear into the bathroom for 45 minutes and I'd be scrambling to figure out the show. Yeah. And the, and the whole time, uh, people would be banging on the doors. The, the show's starting, <laughs> fellas. Yeah. And then would be like, get away from the door, Scooter, because that's what uh, that was Scooter's role in the Muppet Show. Oh, was it? Okay. And they, uh, nobody got it ever. Is that the only way you can relate to real life? Yeah, or at least stuff that happens in England. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but all right. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.